We're going to learn some Torah to prepare for, for uh, Lagba Oimer. This is one of my favorite, uh, very, very meaningful. It's a way for us to connect to the joy of the day and really integrate it into our whole year. Really integrate it into our whole year, which is, generally speaking, uh, uh, all the holidays, all the special times, they're not just for that day, but to energize Mamish, bring its aspect of Kedusha Sazman, of the holiness of time, into our every moment and give us that chizuk uh, and, and connection that we need. So this is, uh, this is some fur about, about thoughts. So I'm just going to close the door to my office just to keep it. Oh. oh, you want to be able to hear? Okay, okay, fine. So my wife is using the open door to hear. So hopefully the kids will be Say that, just keep my, to keep my, my focus. Okay. The Torah Yeah, there's a Zoom link. Um, you can, it's, there isn't, is there a clickable link or is there only like the, um, the link. right. Can you I send, send a, a link and you then. Send, you could send the clickable link to my email and then my wife can join. Okay. Okay, I'll Thank do that. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> so Torah in the second section of the Kuti Muran is about thought. It's about thought, and one of the most frustrating things in life, uh, and one of the deepest avoiders that we have, is to manage our minds. <laughs> our thoughts are. Uh, running and running and uh, we can feel like out of control out of control and we're just kind of on a on a train that's just taking us wherever it's taking us and our thoughts can really sometimes be really debilitating um, sometimes take us into a negative place or a depressed place or an angry place or a frustrated place dot 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 you know everybody has their 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 difficulties with this and uh, so we're going to learn about working with thought how thoughts actually function in our mind and uh what Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Nasser student chassid uh, teach us about how this relates to Sfiras Omer and in particular to Lagba Omer. So first of all, straight from the source, Torah 50, in the second section of the Kutimurah. Thought is in the hand of a person to turn it as they wish to whichever place they wanted to go. Kamavor v'makom achar, he says as he speaks about it in other places. She'i'ev sha'ash yushnei machshavas diyachat klal. It's going to be one of the most important parts of this teaching, which is quite short. It is impossible for two thoughts to be in the mind at the same time. E'ev sha'ash. So, uh, 
Our minds are a one thought machine. They're only one thought at a time. Even when the thoughts are, are running and zooming, zooming, <laughs> going from one place to another, and even to things that are acherim bizarim, that are uh, uh, outside of what I want, where I want them to go. They're strange. They're difficult. They're they're. But it is within the hands of a person to turn it against its will to the forward path. To think that which is proper to think. This is, this is literally like a horse. Like you're riding your horse and it starts pulling you on to a different way than where you need to go. You grab it by its saddle, by its reins. You, you, you pull it, you don't let it uh, take you on a different path. You pull it back to the, to the forward path where you're going. So too in one's thoughts. Literally. It's possible to grab it against its will and put it on the proper path. So the Rebbe is saying this in a way that is like, uh, <laughs> that you should know it's possible. First of all, people feel it's impossible. I'm just a victim. Uh, my mind just goes and I can't, uh, I have, I have no, I have no power over this. I have no, I'm not the leader, the thoughts of the leader. And the Rebbe is saying, no, it's within your power. It's your horse. And you, like, Mom is like a horse, you can pull it where it needs to go. And then he's saying uh, that it feels like it's a flow that it that, and that and that and that um you know even if you're gonna think you're gonna decide to think something different well the other thought will be able to coexist with that thought right if you have a thought that's pulling you to the left that if you'll put in a thought to turn to the right they'll be able to both be in your mind and they'll fight and the thought pulling to the left will pull your thought that you want to go to the right away. I mean, I've been saying, no, it's impossible for two thoughts to ever be in the mind at the same time. And this, as we're going to see from Nelson, this is the secret. This is the um, depths of the method of how to work with thought, which is to think a new thought that is positive, and when you actually think a new thought, it will replace the negative thought. Even if the negative thought then comes back. But the positive thought, whenever it's there, replaces it. They don't coexist. Yeah? Is this clear so far? Don't, uh, don't, be, don't be sorry to... If, if any point that isn't clear, please ask. So in other words, he's telling us that... That, that.
it is it is possible possible to to control one's thought. Sorry, I'm just muting you just so that um, just so that uh, I, I don't I don't hear the echo. <laughs> um, Sorry, so I believe I, I wanted to ask a question. Oh, please ask, please ask, Maybe you'll get to this later in the shear, but I was wondering, what if you don't believe in the positive thought? Like I find that it's hard. Like if you're thinking if you want to replace a negative thought with something positive, but if you don't believe it, there's just no fuel to it. Like, it's just, how do you replace mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. So this is, so, this, this is, this, oh, sorry. Oh, I just, sorry. Please mute yourself. I'm sorry. I just, cause it's, it's very frustrating to hear the, <laughs> find a way to communicate without that um i've never i've never had it before by the way on zoom i know anyways okay um so um i think that it's it's a, it's, it's it's an amazing question and i think that this is a big part of what the rebbe and as we'll see soon from Rebbe Nelson, what they're trying to um clue us into is the nature of how thoughts work. So this idea that that a thought is only thoughts are actually only one at a time. We're going to see that uh, Rav Nassan is going to take from a verse in in Job in Eov that thoughts are like hair. Actually, very fascinating thing. Just like what goes on inside our mind parallels physically what grows on the head. <laughs> the hair and hair looks like it's a flow and you want to get your hair to be a nice flow but actually each hair is separate it's not a flow it's hair by hair by hair there's thousands and thousands but it's hair by hair each one is its own distinct thing and that's a picture of how thoughts actually work so the Rebbe wants us to know that it's not like you're on a raft on a raging river and you don't have control. You actually have a mind that belongs to you. And within that mind, there is one thought at a time that can fill it even though they may go, be going very fast and going from thought to thought to thought, it's only one at a time. So anytime you put in a new thought, it will supersede that thought. So um, to your question, and I'm sort of first answering not exactly your question, <laughs> but the, 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 I'm going to get more precisely to your question, is that um, the first thing is to believe that it's possible for thought A to supersede thought B. And Rabbi Nachman is telling us, firstly, you have to know that it really is possible because this is how thoughts work. And so to build faith in the process of that, you can do that by actually um, uh, uh, doing it and seeing that it works. Right, but then more. So there's one thing is to believe that this process of working with thought 
uh, actually uh, is doable, right? This that this really is how thoughts work. We'll see more more. Uh, we see this more fleshed out from the Nasim soon. But the second thing, the more precisely to your question, is if the thought A that I want to come in and replace thought B. Um, I need to believe in thought A. I need to be strong with it, right? What if it's kind of a weak thought, right? Is that that's like that's like more precisely what you're asking, I think. So that's true. We need to we need to be strong with the thought that comes in. However, really any thought, even if it's not the most powerful thought, one at a time. So what's essential here is to believe in the process that this that this can there's such a thing as working with thought. The analogy for a horse to us, I don't know how much horse horseback riding uh, it happens in California or wherever 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 all the listeners here are from um you know today uh you know a car bezes Hashem doesn't pull in the wrong direction <laughs> and so it's not like he's trying to bring an example from people's everyday life um but the concept of a of a of a of a, of a horse that pulls us away and then we can pull it back and it's we have the reins the reins are in our hands the first thing is to believe that the reins are in your hands and you can use them. And even if the thought that I'm using to replace the negative thought is not the most powerful thought, and maybe it will only last for five seconds, 30 seconds, or a minute, and then the negative thought will pop back in because I'm not so strong about thought A. So but still, at least briefly, it will replace thought B, um, which is an amazing thing. That's the main thing. And the truth is that thought A doesn't have to be the most virtuous, like the most, uh, the most holy thought in the world. It just needs to be something positive, even a joke, even a memory, even just picturing a friend's face. Or a, or a wonderful space that you love to be. Um, I think it's true that the stronger you are with the thought that you want to replace, and you want to use to replace the negative thought, excuse me, the more powerful and the more long-lasting, you'll be able to like hold on to it because you'll, you'll be able to activate and pull yourself towards it. However, the essence over here right now is the method. The method works and the method takes practice. That's that's the essence here. And I want to read to you, I want to get into now from Rav Nassan. We're, we're in um, Tfilin Vav, paragraph Lamed Beis. Rav says, This is the aspect of the bringing of the Omer. We're now counting the Omer, right? Counting the Omer means that there was first an Omer offering that was brought in the Beis HaMikdash. And the offering was brought from Seorim. Seor is barley, right? He says, Afilu im kvar hurgla machashavta letseis lechutz harbei that even though a person's, uh, he says, 
the 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 korban of the of the seor and the sphira of the omer that follows are connected because the word seor barley is the same letters as the word shiur which means a measurement an amount we're used to the word shiur as meaning like a class but it, but it also means like the, the shear, the measurement, like how much, how much did you have to eat? What's the shear? Yeah, you've heard this, this one before. The shiur means a, measure, a measured amount. And even though the omer seorim, the barley, is an animal food, and it represents the animalistic part of us, that just goes on its own like a horse from thought to thought to thought and can be going can spiral into all kinds of confusions yeah but we bring the corbin of barley which is the energy behind the food that feeds the animal and the name seor meaning shiur is the, the uh, hint towards what Rabbi Nachman is teaching us that really every thought is only one thought. And the mind, so too is our mind a vessel within which can only go in one barley grain, like one thought at a time. Rakmachmas rehita samochim is just because our minds run, because the mind runs very fast and doesn't rest. So therefore, the thoughts go and, and run. It seems as if our thoughts are not in our hand to, to control, to, to decide of what we want to think. But the truth is, it's not so. It is impossible. For our minds to hold two thoughts at the same time. That by putting in a new thought, then definitely the previous thought can't be there at the same time. And it will certainly uh, uh, go away. So now here does another thing. Seor, which is barley. Shi'ur, which is measurement, se'ar, hair, okay? all the same shin, ein, reis. Um, just noticing somebody's road. Yes, thank you, Tina. Amazing. You guys can look at this, uh, at this note from my wife in terms of evaluating the negative thoughts. How do I feel when I think this thought? How would I feel without this thought? And then you can play with it by saying the exact opposite. Let's say you have a thought, um, I am worthless. So then you think you can, if you, once you can sort of get out of it, then you can, these are just like a, a, a nice, this is not the only method. The main thing Rabbi Nachman, I'm not saying, is that the new thought replaces it. But here you can think, oh, I am uh, valuable. Right? And think that. See, notice how that makes you feel. 
Think about your friends and loved ones who, of course, feel that way about you. And think it, sit with it, right? So how do I, so you ask yourself, is this thought true? Is it absolutely true? How do I feel when I think this thought? How would I feel without this thought? And then you say the exact opposite, and then you find three reasons why the actual opposite is true. This can be very, very freeing, and is based upon this principle. Um, same kind of a principle. Just we're learning now how this is. First of all, when there was actual korban, when there's an actual service in the Beis Mikdash, it was about this. The bringing of the animalistic food, the barley, was about being able to work with this animalistic flow of thoughts within us. And, it, the, and when was it brought on Pesach to be free, right? The deepest freedom is this inner freedom, this inner sense that, wow, I'm, I'm really putting my neshama, the deepest, truest me, in the driver's seat. And I'm not letting this lower place that just wants to um, constantly follow its negative habit and thinking negative thoughts. That's this mamish what the Corbin is about. And what Spirasa Omar is about, we're going to see in a minute. So, so first of all, Rav Nelson says, the thing with this is that we can experience this to be true, right? I remember uh, my Tanya teacher many years ago, Rav Uri Kaplun, used to say, also very similar. The way to work with thoughts is not to try to not think the negative thought. Like he said to us in the class, he said, don't think about the white elephant. Now, suddenly we're all thinking about the white elephant and now we shouldn't think about it. <laughs> the only way to work about it is to, yes, think about the pink leopard and Piton. That's what's there. So the thing is that this needs constant chizuk. This needs um, this needs to be repeated and remembered again and again and again, very, very, very much. All the time, every day, every moment, to remind ourselves of this. I get to choose what the next moment's thought is going to be. And when that is what's on the screen, right? it's not like a computer. You can't have a whole bunch of different windows or whatever you call it, tabs or whatever. That's not how the mind works. It's one at a time. I can choose the next one. And he says, says Many young people, have Nassim worked a lot with young spiritual seekers. Says, Many young people just give up because they feel, I, I just can't control my negative thinking. And they let that rationalize and sort of make okay all kinds of negative behaviors because after all, this is how I think about life and this is I'm just stuck here. And they're just going with this negative flow of thoughts <clears throat> and let it really pull them down quite a bit. So this is something the mamish needs chizuk and he says, not just every day, but every hour, not just every hour, but every moment. It's mamish, each moment we need such a chizuk. <coughs> to believe to believe 
what, like what's really true in life, right? What do we know? Is it is it what the media tells us? Is it what is it what uh, is it what uh, you know what we're used to thinking? We need to make what's true in our lives the things that the tzaddikim tell us. We need to trust, right? To connect. One of the biggest themes in the whole Chumash, in the whole Torah. I told my kids, Arab Hashanah, I said, what's the most important pasuk in the Torah? Is Vaidaber Hashem Most important pasuk. Why? Because the whole Chumash is a story of being connected to the tzaddikim. All the tzaddikim and tzaddikot. And let their truth be our truth. Really, really believe it, <clears throat> even though it feels so hard. And okay, it worked one time. I thought a, a new thought, and I saw it, really. It, it knocked out the other thought, and only the new thought was there. But then it came back. And then I got stuck in that negative thought for like a week and I forgot that it's possible for me to put in a new thought. And I tried again and I had a, like an hour of, of, uh, of, of being able to think positively. But then it came back to keep on this gewalt. We have to keep on trying. Keep on trying and keep on trying and keep on trying. And this is why the Omer offering, which is about lifting up and freeing ourselves from the animalistic energy. That Once again, the Omer is the Food for animals, barley. It's essentially an animal food. All this farmer is saying this. Zohar Kodesh is teaching us this. And it's about the fixing of the animalistic within us. And the animalistic within us begins from the negative thinking of different kinds. And then that spurs us to all kinds of talking and, and acting in, in negative ways. And so the work with it is to realize its secret that it is made of shi'ulim, that it's actually one thought at a time, measured, measured, particular thoughts, and the mind is a vessel that could have one thought at a time within it. And the analogy for this is se'arot, same letters, the hairs, which look like they're a flow, but actually each hair is just one hair. And you cannot have two hairs growing from the same follicle. Mamish the Gemara says this. Mamish the Gemara actually talks about that. That, that, that when, when Hashem appears to Eov and he says, he says, he says, not only am I watching over everything, even the even the tiniest thing, even the follicles of hair. And that even though the hair looks like it's a flow, really it's just one hair at a time and that's a picture of what's going on inside our mind it's often like this that there's a physical picture of what is spiritually inside the physical body is a picture of the neshama and the neshama has an aspect that's called eyes and an aspect that's called a mouth and a face and so on and hands and feet not mamish but the body encapsulates you know all this if you wrote the right hand the left hand so on And, and this is what it means also to count the Omer. There's no other Korban that has that connected to it. That I bring this offering and then I start counting days from it. 
Each day is its own new life energy. And the essential life energy that's coming to me each day is the new consciousness that each day is with, is, is, uh, that, that I'm blessed with each day. And therefore, we have to count each day in order to recognize, once again, just like our thoughts are distinct, our days are distinct, today is a new day. It's not just a flow from yesterday. Today counts in and of itself. Just like each thought comes in and we can choose to put in to our minds a new thought, so to each day is its own particular counted day. And um, it says, it says, this is why um, the, the, and then we get to Lagva Omer over here, is that this is why the, um, there's a sign in the Shulchan Aruch for certain connections across the calendar. Um, and the Shulchan Aruch gives like little mnemonics, like little ways to remember. Uh, what do I mean by this is that certain holidays always call out the same day of the week. For instance, the first day of Pesach is always the same day of the week as Tisha B'Av. There's a deep connection between those two days. And so too, the day of Purim is always the same day of the week as Lagba Om. And the simon in Shulchan Aruch, the sign for this, to remember this is Pele, Pei Lamed Gimel. Pei is Purim, and Lamed Gimel is Lagba Omer. And this, Nelson says, this is related to a verse in Eov, Mi Pileg Shetev, who divides up the flow. The puzzle in chapter 38 of Sefer Eov. So I'm not telling you exactly the puzzle right now. You can find it relatively easy. It's pretty early on in the, in the, in the, in the parak, maybe puzzle Dalit or Hey. Who divided up the flow? Hashem asks Eov. And Rashi there says, what does it mean divided with the flow? Who takes care of each single hair? Mamash, what we're talking about, within the flow. And Hashem divides the flow. Pileg, peleg, means to divide, to separate out. And that's the word that is the sign for how Purim and Lagba Omer are connected in the calendar. And the concept here being, that dividing up the hairs, this is the avoda of Sphira Saomer. As we're working with our animalistic self and we're becoming aware of all the different spirit that we have, like, you know, a Eved or a Shifcha, a slave, has a very uh, boring life. They're always in this, you know, they don't have the chance to develop the depths and beauties of their personality. They're just following orders all the time. When you become free, it's in order to prepare for Matan Torah, we need to be aware that we have Chesed, that we have Gevura, that we have Tiferet, Netzachod, that all these things are in us. 
I don't believe it's possible to fix your whole chesed in one week, you know, but to be aware of it, to know that it's in you and test it out, try it out, experience it a bit, use it. Ah, that's, that I can do. And that can tune us into the uh, amazing multiple aspects, the powers that we have within us, that we're not just uh, the same, the same, the same, the same all the time. That's slavery. That we can choose chesed, we can choose gevura, we can choose tifa, and all the combinations. Then, when the Torah is revealed, there's a Shemiz Baruch on Shavuos, it can reach us and touch us in all of these places, in all these aspects, right? It's not just, if I, you know, if I'm coming in, in a, from a very narrow, slave, enslaved place, so the Torah will only reach me there. But all these other parts of me are like silent, haven't been, haven't been accessed, haven't been experienced. So by counting each day and the uniqueness of each day, being connected to the different parts of our, of our personalities, the different ways that we can act in the world, And recognizing that I can, I can put in an energy that is like this. I can put in an energy and thought that is like this. This little by little, this process of counting and counting and counting represents the power that we have each time to try again. I'm going to try and put in a new thought now. I got sucked into the flow. Okay, but today I'm going to make this day count and make these next five minutes count. Because the, I believe that Sadik, that the, the mind is a one thought machine. And I'm going to think a new thought right now. And even if it only lasts for five seconds, I'm going to try again and again and again. And that's what Spirit Saomer is trying again and again and again. We're all doing this. Today counts and today counts. And it's a specific day. And I can just like uh, 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 it's a it's a it's a picture of this process of trying again and then seven times seven means like kind of like forever trying again and again and again and again. And mom is like each day it feels like I'm starting from the beginning, and like I've never ever been able to do this well. Nelson writes about this here and in other places. Like each time it's so hard. I feel like I'm stuck in a flow. But the Pasuk says, me, Peleg Shetef, who can divide the flow? It's God who made us in a way that can give us the strength to divide that flow and not just be on a raft, you know, down being, being just like pulled down the creek and there's nothing we can do. No. Our minds are a vessel that are one thought at a time. And we can build up a holy habit, we can build up a muscle, a neshama muscle, of putting in positive thinking. What can I do for someone else right now? Like, let's get out of my own self, you know, like, and you can really get into that. What's going on in the parsha this week? What's a halacha I never learned? Whose birthday is it today? When's the last time I called my grandma, you know? 
these kinds of things can turn a moment, an hour, a day, even a whole lifetime around. Taking those reins, believing the tzaddik, we're not victims of our own thoughts. It feels that way, and gewalt, it's hard work. But each time we start new with a new thought, it will work. It will replace the negative thought. It's really only one thought at a time, at a time. The se'ar, the shi'urim, the se'orim, the svirata omer. Hair by hair, day by day, thought by thought, moment by moment. We can build this. We have to just keep trying forever. <laughs> we have to be so strong. that we have to have chizuk ad ein sof. We have to have just infinite chizuk. I'm going to keep trying again and again and again and get that chizuk from the tzaddik and all of Ami show. You know, to quote a, an outside source, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Never going to keep me down. I'm going to keep trying. Because this is what, how thoughts really work. And we do have this power. And we can do this. And now, how does this relate to Purim and Lagba Oimer? So this is a Gaval. Where do we see a hint for Lagba Omer in the Chumash? In the Torah. Rabbi Shimbar Yechai lived much later. It was a Tana. He lived, uh, you know, uh, roughly 2,000 years ago. So he says, remember this crazy story that Yaakov Avinu is living by Lavan, who was the father of Rachel and Leah. And he went through such craziness with him. Lavan was really trying to pull Yaakov Avinu into this confusion and darkness, working forever and ever, trying to find, to marry Rachel, Leah, getting, you know, confused and, 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 and really struggling. Like we say in the Haggadah, Lavan wanted to, to destroy everything, like just having our whole mission just fade away into this, into this uh, kind of servitude to him. So when Yaakov Avinu got a dream from Hashem, remember the story, after Yosef was born, uh, Yaakov Avinu got a dream, a vision from Hashem saying, okay, now, now it's uh, <clears throat> time to go. And he called Rachel and Leah together and Mamish, they left. And did not tell Lavan. And Lavan ran after him. And the night before Lavan met him, Hashem came to Lavan in it and said, Don't you dare touch Yaakov. Right? And then Lavan and Yaakov make a deal that they made a pile of stones, a gal, a pile of stones. So from now on, you know, neither of us will, pa will pass by this pile of stones to hurt each other. And Yaakov actually became free from that crazy existence at Lavan, in Lavan's uh, household. This is with no son. 
Lavan is the comes with Ramaut Gadol. His whole thing is this to deceive, to confuse, to trap us. That's what Lavan represents in Chumash, is that power that is we're still fighting all of us all the time. Try to just pull us and deceive us and, and make us feel stuck, like we're just literally on a raft down the creek of, of our thoughts, that it's a flow that is unstoppable, right? That's what Lavan wants us to think. And Is what the Rebbe said in a different Torah, in the Kutimran Torah, I bet in the first section, very similar of Nelson Brings from there, when you're running away from negative thoughts, you go, like the Pasuk says, Yaakov, Halach, the Darko, that when Yaakov finally was free from Lavan, he went on his own path. You get to do that and think your thoughts. Run from the negative and think the positive. Because and that's why it says, that he stole his heart. He didn't tell him he was leaving. He did not tell him. Because if you start telling Lavan, listen, I'm leaving, I got to go, right? He'll say, oh, sure, you're leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just there's one more little job I need you to do. There's a few more animals. There's a few this, there's that. You'll never actually go anywhere, right? You try to debate the negative thought, you can you just get pulled down by it and overpower you. The, es, the essential work is to replace the thought. And that's called geneva. It's called like stealing it. Steal, you're, you're, you're grabbing the space and that's it. You're grabbing the mic. Only one person speaks in that mic. It's like telling somebody who wants to pursue you to hurt you that, listen, I need to run away. So then they're going to actually pursue you even more, right? As I who rode for Yosef. The main thing to run is to not look back at all, not debate, not discuss. And therefore the Pasuk says, He ran away from the negative thoughts, from Lavan. Don't tell them I'm going. By Dafka Nitzol, that was Dafka how he became saved from them. And also it says Geneva, and here's a Gavaldic piece of Eitzah from Ramnasan, is because sometimes it's so hard and we can't go straight to something holy even. He says to try to go to a Pasuk, to Torah, to something. It won't work. I'm too stuck in this. I can't. I, I, it's so hard for me to run to, to, to holiness. I feel so far from it. It doesn't feel genuine. This is a lot to Daniela's question. It doesn't feel genuine to me to run to something holy. I just feel so, ugh, so, so negative. It says, it says, therefore, it says, and therefore, it's, 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 it's necessary that you be involved in some silliness. Yes, some silliness. Amazing. That means, I like to translate that as fun. You know, 
fun. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> and, 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 and that way is also called Geneva, because you're stealing because the, the Yetzirah, the negative thoughts and patterns won't pull you, won't be so upset with you. If you're saying, listen, right now, I, I need to go bowling with my friend. Or I need to I need to do something that I do some fun thing that I love to do, frisbee, whatever. Love Dapka sport. <laughs> whatever it is, I need to listen to my favorite song. I need to whatever it is, something fun, just fun. So the negative, the, 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 the other side doesn't even realize that you're actually running and escaping because you're just going to something silly and funny. The thing is that after that, when the Yetuhara, when Lavan comes and runs after you and says, hey, you didn't tell me you were going. You belong here. This is your house. This is... I gave you everything. I'm your negative, and you're gonna come back. So then Hashem stands up to help you. Hashem himself tells Lavan, Don't you dare pull my Yaakov back. My Rachel and my Leah. Look, you worked so hard. You mamish counted every day of the own. You counted, counted, and worked, and worked. And you got up to Lagba Omer. You got up to the Gal, to this mountain of stones, this little mound of stones. And he says, this is the aspect of what I heard from the Rebbe. Every time, every tiny movement, even if it's five seconds of thinking, a, a good thought, a positive thought, even just a fun thought. Every little bit, you're pulling yourself from negative to positive. And all of those little bits snowball. There's a snowball effect. It seems like it's just tiny little pinpricks of light that disappear. No. They, they are They all come together. As Rebbe speaks about in Torah, 48 in the second section, that all of these little bits come to help you when you're in a time of trouble. And so the, it, it stands for you. All of that work to distinguish yourself, distinguish yourself, think thought, think a new thought. Today's a new day. This moment is a new moment. This day counts. Counting the Omer, finding the deeper depths that the energy behind the animal in me is Seorim is barley, which is about shiurim, se'aros, which is particularity, particular thoughts. And I, and I tried and tried and tried and tried. And the amazing thing is that when you do that, all of those efforts, they actually snowball together until you reach a new place where you can actually leave them behind. And Hashem literally comes and helps you with this. That's the gal. That's a God coming to Lavan in the dream and saying, don't you hurt Yaakov. And making a deal and they make a gal, which is lag. The aspect of lag Omer, as Rav Nosa writes. <clears throat> because the, the essential 
work that we have to do, it's all the 49 days of Sphira, but the essential active work that we have is from Chesed to Hod. And so once you get to Hod, Shedahod, all the Sphirot after that are less about our 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 own our own work. Why? Because Yesod and Malchus and Bechinas Klalius u Klalius the Yesod and Malchus are the spirit to represent the generality and the generality of generality. You know, every from Hod and on, every single day has either Yesod in it or Malchut in it. And Yesod and Malchut is the is the sum total. Yesod is in potential and Malchut is in actual. They're the sum total of all the work we've done before, right? How all the chesed word all fits in and is contained within Yesod becomes a, a general potential energy and then is manifest with Malchus. So the essential personal particular work, Hod is the last day of that. <clears throat> and therefore, once we reach that day, we get a new degree of siyata deshmaya. That's the simcha. That's the fire and the love and the connectivity of Lagba Omer. And this also is the great simcha of Purim, where we go bigger than our regular consciousness and we become aware that there's such a bigger story to things and Hashem is helping us. These days of Purim and of Lagba Omer are days of tremendous help from heaven to be sure, so sure, deeply on the inside that everything is going to end well, that we are loved, that we are capable, that we have great fire within us, every Jewish soul, that we're connected to the tzaddikim, we're connected to Hashem, and it's this huge uh, uh, expression of all that effort that went in before that, right? All the davening that Esther did and all the people did back then, all the counting of the Omer that we've been doing, which represents all the times that we've tried to pull and think a new thought, pull the horse back, think a new thought to replace the negative. All of these things snowball and we can taste Hashem's love of us and Hashem's appreciation, so to speak, of our process on Lagva Omer, of a new degree of wind beneath our wings, a new sense of certainty of the positive in, in the now and in the future. This is the great light of Lagva Omer. I hope this has been uh, clear. Please, please uh, go ahead and ask some questions. We can do a few minutes of, of questions if people have. Basically good? Yeah, go ahead. Another question. First of all, that was so powerful and so comforting also to know just that on Lagba Omer, things like the light starts to come in. That was beautiful. Um, my question is, when, like, when is it appropriate to, or is it ever appropriate, like, 
to go into the negative thought like in order to to heal it like on a deeper level like for example if I don't know if you're familiar with like inner child work but mm-hmm. you know oftentimes like those negative thoughts they represent like <clears throat> parts of you that need to be redeemed like that need to be nurtured not that the negative has to be nurtured but that it needs like to hold space for it um yeah amazing are you familiar question. like do you know what i mean yeah that's an amazing yeah. question something yeah. i'm very close to myself and kind of work that i'm involved in also my myself these days <clears throat> so to my experience um when you take the active this is a lot of this is about active and passive right there's a difference between the, the thought that's being beamed into my that, that my brain is being used for right now and the um, source of that thought right the thought in order to be able to do any work and inner dialogue and connection <clears throat> first uh you know if it's if it's calling the shots if i'm just like uh you know in sort of maybe a triggered place or a stuck place i don't even have the ability to to work with it at all right it's not working with the thought the thought is an expression when it's negative is an expression of a negative energy and once you start like he said, once you start going debating with it, it doesn't it doesn't doesn't help anyone. The first thing is to you know that's what the you know deep breathing can be about or a joke or you know it does not have to be sometimes it specifically can't be something holy because I, 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 I it's too hard to go there. <clears throat> sometimes it's mom is too hard to go there. You have to find something that is uh, like he says like a gneva like stealing, like the, 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 the negative thoughts, won't even realize where I'm going. But I, what it, but the key is I'm taking an active role. So once I'm active, then my neshama, my like self, my deeper self is in, a, is, in, is, is in a driver's seat. It's clear who's the horse and who's the rider. So that's a sham. That in itself is so awesome. Then I can I can become curious, and I can ask you know um, um, from a from a loving place to love myself and say, okay, it's safe, uh, you know, and and do that work and go there. So you see, you hear the difference between um, the methods for how to first of all take the reins of the brain which is a one thought at a time machine. Kli, unless it says it, machshava achas, of one thought at a time. And not just be stuck in the flow. And sometimes it can go straight to holiness, sometimes you have to go to something uh, fun or silly. But the point is to become active. Now once I'm active, okay, then there's work I can do. I can work with my nefesh. But that's very different than getting into a kind of a debate with negative thinking is a negative thinking has your use it ha- has built up a big you know uh, uh habit within you 
and can, you know, can be very powerful like and confusing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's like a war. Mm-hmm. Right. So the way to win the war is not to debate the thought. It's to replace it. Once you've replaced it in a comfortable place of, 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 of active, then you can become curious about the negative and do the kind of thing like, like what my wife wrote out from, from, from our friend Hannah Mason, like, is this negative thought that I was thinking really true, right? If you start to think that before you're in a place of active, it can, that thought itself can be not helpful. You know, is it really true? Yes, it's true. I really am worthless. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> it can, it, once you're in a nicely active and neshamadic place, there is work that you can do, but that's after you've kind of stepped in and taken the mic, so to speak, of, of, of the mind. That's the thing we have to believe that it's possible to do that, that thoughts are only one at a time, and that all of our efforts accumulate, and then we get to even experience that on Lagba to experience that light of Hashem's help. It gives us great, great uh, sense of, of uh, wow, you know, this, I'm, we're all each of us, and we're all together getting somewhere. We're not just going around in circles all the time. It is such a thing as growth, right? I got the same. Thank you so much for that answer. Yeah. The simcha. I mean, there's tons and tons to say, <laughs> but I do need to, I need to stop now. So thanks, Kevra. It's such a simcha to bring with you. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much, Rabbi. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Bezit Hashem. Uh, we'll continue next week. Looking forward. And um, uh, uh, um, uh, Rachel has my my WhatsApp if anybody oh. ever wants to be in touch. And uh, and my wife is also available. My wife is uh, looking forward also to hear from any of you. And uh, okay, great. Thank Call you through. so much. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Rabbi. Bye, Lekto. Bye, Lekto. Bye, Lekto. Lag Sameach. Okay. Thank you. Lag Sameach. Okay. Bye.